Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of TWSS with Zach and Nicole. Before you start, I just want to say I am pretty excited about this episode. Um, oh. I don't know why. I just I've I've watched a lot of content on this, um, and my own personal opinions, and I think that. I might surprise you today with with how I feel rather than the intro that I always give. Okay. No, I'm really intrigued now because... So, okay, we have a couple things. Not too much tonight, but a couple things that I wanted to discuss. And Zach, of course, has not seen the script yet. Unless you have. I just made it last night. No. Um, All right. So, I think... What we decided was to do an Eternals a, a spoiler review since there's been so many yeah. spoilers already for Eternals and it's not like the film's been out worldwide for about a week now, almost a week, but it's been a lot of people have seen it, let's just say. So if you have not seen it, this is your um, warning to skip maybe yeah. 20 minutes, <laughs> yeah. 20, 25 minutes. Spoiler yeah. warning and effect. Um. All right, so am I going first since it's Marvel? Yes. Okay, so I liked it. I did. Wasn't obsessed, wasn't in love with it, but I I liked it for the sole fact that it had so much story to tell. It's the set as of right now. It is the second longest Marvel film that has been shown. It's about two hours and thirty seven minutes. Um, compared to Endgame, which is three hours and a minute. Infinity War is two hours and like 29 minutes. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home is reported to be about two hours and like 50 minutes, I think, or 40 minutes. Um, so Eternals, I really liked it. I love the characters. I think each character brought something special and unique to the role or to like the storyline. Loved, um, I'll start out with loved Druig. Love him. Loved him. And I loved uh, Kingo. Kingo brought really um, a lot of humor. Druig, I loved for the sole fact that he kind of just branches off and does his own thing. Kind of starts off the break off of the group, which I liked. I liked that he was like, you know what, I'm done. Not following you anymore. I'm going to go do my own thing. I'm going to create my own, like, kind of otherworldly pack. Um, Not otherworldly pack, but he goes off and creates his own village. He creates a cult. Yes, whatever, cult. Whatever you want to call it. (laughs) <laughs> not whatever he literally creates a cult he creates Anyways. his own all right no, yes no, no 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 go no, ahead cult whatever i was I being nice about it. it i was being nice um nice when you're controlling people <laughs> and you're forcing them to farm in the amazon forest but all right continue. anyways um there's a lot of story to tell and i would love to go in depth but that would take an entire an entire episode to go through each character to go through the plot um i i'm gonna go against the critics on this one and say that because of you have to when you're introducing a new group to the storyline you have to go as detailed as possible or you have to go Mm -hmm. as like much into the storyline and i like what they did i like what chloe zayo did the visuals were phenomenal absolutely exquisite loved how she did on location for things and um you can just tell that she put a lot of thought into this 
going into the Eternals. Um, there were some things that I didn't like that the story did drag on because you have to go back in time and, and show certain aspects and show like it kind of, it, it, it did show a lot of personality for each of them when they had to go back in time and then coming back to the present. Um, Angelina Jolie, I expected her to be a side character, which I wasn't sh- shocked with when I watched it. Thina was a great character though. Loved her. I love that you kind of see, I read a lot of memes today or a lot of like spectacles saying that it, it brings mental health awareness which I enjoyed because you kind of see what she and en- what she's enduring, what kind of like I don't want to say PTSD, but I saw a couple critics saying that it does show what I wouldn't equate what she was experiencing to mental health. It was more of illness. So I'm I'm a little confused with the comparison, but I think I get what you're saying. There was just a lot of examples when people would bring her up. Anyways, so I, all in all, I liked it. I think that I gave it an 8 out of 10, I think, to you. Um, not my favorite but not my least favorite. I like where they're going. I like how it left off with three of them getting their minds erased and then the other three going to look for more Eternals slash Celestials to kind of team up with. Um, We'll talk about the end credits after you give your thoughts, but which are another big spoiler. Um, I did like Kit Harrington in this. I liked the um, plot twist with Icarus. Because I was rooting for him the whole time. I really was. Um, kind of expected it though. Kind of with the whole storyline of Icarus flew too close to the sun. Um, yeah. I mean, I liked each character. I liked I liked the lead up to what they were doing. Um, but again, so much story to tell. And there's only so much more story to tell with these characters and where they're going and how they're going to affect phase four. And, um, I did hear that some of them do only have, they only had one movie deal. And then I know Salma Hayek just announced that she signed multiple deals. So I'm sure we'll see most of them in future films, but what are your thoughts? I really liked it. Uh, it was the story was fantastic. I mm-hmm. gotta say the character development was really interesting. Still, don't think I got to meet and understand a lot of the characters because we just didn't have enough time. And you have ten characters that you That's wanted to provide backstories for. It just wasn't enough. But I liked the characters. I liked what we were doing. I'm a huge mythology guy. So to see, you know, us talking about various different civilizations and histories. And and it was just really interesting from that perspective. I think it's one of the stronger, not stronger, but one of the more realistic stories I've seen from a Marvel movie. And that's what I appreciate about it is that it feels feels more like a drama than a comic book movie in many ways and i think that's what i appreciated from it that i felt like characters had weight and 
they had serious issues with things and they were constantly tackling these issues as they were understanding them so from that perspective i was i was i was interested and invested in the movie i disagree with bloggers too i don't see what everyone's saying i don't i don't even see the whole conversation of it's just too much story to fit in this time and blah 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 like i really didn't feel that and i don't know whether that coming that's coming from my my understanding of celestials and where this goes or is it that you know i'm a huge fan of very heady ideas i i'm not sure but i did not feel that this was too much story in fact i was just like oh i would have liked to have got more time to understand more about characters like makari for instance i would have liked to have phenomenal seen from from her i would have like to understand more about sprite i don't feel like i really left understanding anything about sprite in fairness um or at least i would have liked to have seen how sprite's age affected sprite <clears throat> and I, or more instances of, it, of, of yeah which felt like yeah. it just got brought up and it was no real i wish that we got more we got more instances of that, of her being infected by her age. But outside of that, char- characters were great. Kingo was funny. Um, Kamen Nanjiani knocked out of the park. I, oh, I did like Icarus. I liked Gemma Chan. I liked... Um, why am I blanking on his... Gilgamesh. Yes. Gilgamesh was a great character too. I felt that I felt like we could have got more of a moment with the deviants. I felt the plot twist was expected. There was a lot of hinting in terms of mannerisms for Icarus that I knew Icarus was the bad guy. Just this spacey look that he had. I was like, oh, maybe you're not fully with this team. Arisham, amazing. I didn't get that at love all. That, love that idea. Uh, and of which one? I th- Arisham, the, the god, the head guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Super interested by him. And I I don't know whether that's because, like, it's now wetting my palate for Galactus. And I'm just hoping that we get no, some No, I honestly thought we were going to get soon. Galactus in but there. But that's, that's what I felt like after watching that. I was like, okay, we got... Celestials, we got Arisham, and then Galactus is somewhere beneath, and we got Fantastic Four coming, and now we've but talked that's about what Sentinels I and how to, to beat you. Sentinels. Now we're going to look into, hopefully, where Galactus comes in with the Destroyer of Worlds, what kind of threat would he humanity pose. have if we've got Eternals fighting Deviants, where where could we fit in Fantastic Four? And I was like, this is where is Galactus is coming back. That's my hope, at least. Um, but I feel like I did like Kit like Harrington a... too. Yeah. Oh, I liked Kit Harrington. Overall, like, I laughed and I was like, okay, that was a good one. I was like, I... It wasn't... It wasn't... I think what the thing was, it wasn't a traditional Marvel movie. It wasn't right. explosions and fighting and and 
you know, it wasn't in your face action. It was very much spurts of very well crafted fight scenes that, and I was listening to the the Heroes Reforged uh, yesterday about their thoughts on it, and they said that they felt the action sequences felt as if it was rumble and tumble and it was happening as it was happening. It wasn't choreographed fight scenes. And I think I agree with that. I think there is a lot of instances of fight scenes feeling like I'm going to fight you with everything that I have at my disposal rather than I know how to connect one punch to a next punch to a third punch to beat you. And I feel like a lot of Marvel films feel that way of characters kind of knowing how to fight their opponents and so it doesn't feel as tense as it does with like for instance the Icarus and Makari fight like that felt more interesting because you got like a character who is technically like Superman of the MCU and then you got Flash of the MCU and they're going at it and Makari's using the rocks and using the surroundings to beat him and speed to beat him rather than just going toe-to-toe with a guy who can shoot lasers out of his eyes, you know? I did like the visuals with that, and I even had said it a couple times in when I was watching it, like, wow, okay, I like this visual. I like how they're using the camera angles, and obviously most of it's CGI or whatever they did with it, but it could be on location and then just CGI'd a lot of things, but... I love the way Chloe Zhao works with the camera. I love the way she works with making sure the visuals are there and in your face. And just, I loved everything about that. I love that we got Makari's time to shine at that moment or when they sent her off. And I loved, okay, this can be sappy. I loved her and Druig. I think they, I know that the whole film was supposed to, like, the love of Icarus and, and uh, Cersei. But Cersei. then... Yes, but then once I saw Druig and Makari together, I was like, no, I love this. But that felt out of place to me. I felt... Druig and Makari? Yeah, that felt totally out of place to me. I felt like they had a banter, but I never felt like they had a relationship brewing. And so I would have liked to have seen more instances of this relationship brewing because it was very obvious that Icarus and, and Cersei had a relationship and that was our main focus. And I agree with you. I think Makari and Jurig's relationship was more interesting. But I would have liked to have seen instances of them like maybe brushing shoulders or like gazing across the room or something like that. That I felt, oh, there's a relationship there. Which I think is coming. But I think because they were so focused on Icarus and Cersei, they even said like that love is like the kind of like one of the center focal points of the film, which was Cersei, but also their love. I liked... I liked seeing Druig and Makari because it kind of reminded me of like a obviously like a platonic best friend guy and girl, but there's like a hint, like there was a couple hints of flirtation. Like it wasn't like major, like it wasn't anything big that's like super noticeable, but something that they can explore. And when they, because a lot of the comments I'm seeing on Twitter and everywhere is that everyone loves Druig and Makari. So I feel like that is something to explore in the future. Not that it's, not that it was a focal point in this film, but it's something that I, like, uh, it, that was noticeable. And I loved it. And I was like, you know what? I want more of this. Like, I would love, and I, 
and I just, like, see TikTok videos now of them, and I see, like, there was, I think, like, that one instance where he, like, came up and made fun of her or something, or he was, like, bragging on her, and he kind of seems like the playboy of the group, but I don't know. I just, I loved it, and it's something I noted while, what? what? The playboy of the group? Yes. I can make comments what? like these. What are you talking about? Nothing. Anyways, moving he on. He's not the playboy of the group. Who would you name? I mean, Icarus is definitely the playboy of the group. <laughs> I thought about that too, but... It's not Druig. Druig, Druig is smart. That's the difference. Like, no, Druig knows the right things to say, but I wouldn't say he's the playboy of the group. Anyways. Because I don't... Because think about, like, his his relationship with Makari was not strong enough for him to stay with the team. Correct. But then I felt like and... when they came back together... Which again felt rushed because there was those yes there was see, flirting I didn't feel but that. there was no because no because we we didn't see Makari for the whole film the last yeah. like twenty minutes of the film we now it's all Makari and then now we see Makari and Jurig and now this is like an interaction and we all learn the same time the Eternals all learned that they have this thing that's been going on it's like I would have liked to have seen more of that to clue us in the same way for instance with Sprite loving. Icarus. Yeah, the sprite loving Icarus loving Icarus so that it made sense for Kingo to be like, oh, you love him. Because it felt very dry when when Kingo's like, oh, oh, you love him, don't you? I was like, what are you talking about? That was very random and off-center. And I was kind of a little disturbed by it because you really don't like see that throughout the film until they kind of mention it or like a little right before too. Like when they're in the village, like the Amazon village, and they start to mention it, that's when, like, it kind of just, not sparks, but you start to see it, and it's kind of like, okay, like, we understand that you're, like, stuck as a kid, because that's how the quote-unquote Celestials made you, understood, but it was kind of a little weird, or a lot weird, a lot weird, but I think, but going back to what you said about Icarus, I did find something weird with him, but for me, it was more of because he hasn't seen Cersei in, what, 2,000 years? And I thought he felt guilty, or he looked guilty. And why would you show up? You because haven't seen her in 2,000 he, years. The story is, the story the is you just up are and back, left. So he was trying why to make sure you, she was okay. Hmm? I don't know. That's just what I gathered. But he didn't, he, because his story is, I didn't know about deviants coming back. I came, I just showed up to London, and now I see you fighting a deviant, so I helped. And so you abandoned me 2,000 years ago. You never called, you never texted, you never did anything. You never tried to get in touch with me. Right? And then I'm in London with my new boyfriend. You never called, you never texted. No, you didn't do nothing. And now I'm in London with my new boyfriend. And then you just show up because we're fighting a deviant. And you you come in like the knight in shining armor. And you expect, what do you you expect? Like, bro, what what are you looking for? You didn't send me a telegram. You didn't send me nothing. Like you, you didn't send Morse me a code. pigeon. Like you didn't even <laughs> didn't send me a pigeon message. You didn't even try, fam. Like Listen, what? We... Noah wrote Allie three hundred and sixty-five letters, and he couldn't even send a fucking pigeon to Cersei. That's disrespectful. Disrespectful. <laughs> it's disrespectful. So I was like, who is this man who shows up and? And there is and there is no sense of excitement in his eyes to see her. I will say that that was another thing. There's no thing. sense of excitement. I thought he was just he didn't know how she was gonna feel. 
So, yeah, you should expect her to be pissed off. You just float away for 2,000 years. What? What did and you Homa expect coming back? And Homa kind of just took him back like it was nothing. She didn't really take him back. She she just went off with him. She entertained it. She entertained it. She entertained it. it. <laughs> she entertained it. But I don't think she took him back. I wouldn't say she took him back. Oh, my gosh. You haven't texted. You haven't called. <laughs> Where were you? Oh, boy. <laughs> but isn't that what men usually do is when they see that their girl is happy and with another guy, they just kind of swoop back in and they they expect them to just be like, oh, you're here. That's exactly what Icarus did. This is not <laughs> what this podcast is about. We are not. <laughs> thing is, I can't defend that because that's absolutely true. But... <laughs> but this is not what this platform is for. This is not for you to get in your feelings about stuff. Okay. Not getting is... my feelings. I'm pointing out something that Chloe Zao clearly represented. But but this is why okay, so that same by that same measure, Chloe Zao pointing out with Sprite loving Icarus is fair. Yes. It's not weird. It's it's weird, yes, in in I think people find it weird just because she's technically a quote-unquote child, but... Yes, but there are many children that are infatuated with adults. Yes. That happens. That's a real-life thing. That's why boy bands are popular. It's like you have children... Like One Direction, for instance, since we're going to talk about Harry Styles at some point. (laughs) One Direction, for instance. You've got kids who are infatuated and love and have posters of grown men. Like, that... That happens. It's a real world thing. So, since you mentioned Harry Styles, we can now move on. Tis like strawberries mm, in a summer evening. I really want to sound just like a song. I really want to find. The I want you. <laughs> I really want to find oh, the audio man. of literally. It was. I think it was this time last year. It was. Probably. It was last November when the rumors started to appear. And this is a spoiler. So if you just if you're just not joining, you might want to skip ahead like ten more minutes, maybe fifteen. What a minute sugar. <laughs> what a minute sugar. Uh, so exactly watermelon sugar so exactly a year maybe over a year ago but around this time last year we had heard the infamous rumor that harry style harry styles was going to be portraying i know i'm gonna have so many stands coming at me AKA my sister. (laughs) Um, So there was rumors that Harry Styles was going to be playing the infamous Star Fox, AKA Eros, which is Thanos' brother. So me being me, Zach being Zach, this exact scenario had just happened. Zach started singing Watermelon Sugar. (laughs) And I was going on a tangent about how I 
didn't necessarily want that in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Nor was I... Because I, I thought it was a joke, if I'm being honest. I thought it was just a rumor that Harry Styles' stands had started to get him in the MCU. And no shit, a year later... Harry Styles comes in through a portal and I just sat there cracking up thinking of Bad Zach singing Watermelon Sugar High over a year ago on the podcast. (laughs) What was your initial thought when he walked through? I didn't recognize him. Okay, so I thought he was the little gremlin thing. I, I thought when he first came through, I was like, okay, interesting. How do all these... <laughs> so I... <laughs> I thought he was a little gremlin thing. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, how do all these girls freak out when he walked through? And then Harry Styles walks through with the, like, with the adorable haircut. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. And then everyone, and then they go, they said something, and, and somebody yelled out, Harry Styles, like, my name is Harry Styles, when they asked, like, what his name was. And I just sat there, and I was like, sure as shit. Harry Styles is in the MCU. What do fire for you? Just let me adore you. <laughs> Not going to lie to you. Oh, my God. I'm all for it. I really am. I think he's going to add some spice. I th- some spice. I didn't like, okay, I didn't like how they were trying to portray this idea that Thena and Eros is somehow going to get together in the second one. When the I hell did you it. gather that? Because they were playing that 80s track behind him when he came in. And I forgot what the name of the song is, but it was like one of those like 80s baby making songs. And I was like, Bro, are we watching the same of... movie? I did not gather yes. that one bit. There was like when when Thena is there and Thena looks at him and he looks at her and then he has like the orb oh. and he's like, I know where your friends are. They have this little look trade off and I was like, nope, no, 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 no. My, my dog Gilgamesh, my dog Gilgamesh <laughs> doesn't get killed for you now to be running around with Eros. Like, I'm sorry. That's not how this goes. My favorite like, was you, when he... You better... When he told her that he's like, oh, you are as beautiful as they say. But I thought he was just being that's complimentary. No. No. He was, he was playing. He was trying Yo, to put the moves so Angelina on. Jolie, he was trying to put the moves on. So Angelina Jolie is going to get both Brad Pitt and Harry Styles. And Harry Styles is going to have both Angelina Jolie and Taylor Swift in his pocket. And Kendall Je- Kylie Jenner. Kendall Jenner. What the hell is going on in Hollywood right now? Oh, no. Harry Styles also has Olivia Wilde right now. No, so he does like older women. You're right. Okay, so maybe. I'm intrigued. What is with all these men getting all these, like, oh, my God. Like, Hollywood is really heating up. How old is Angelina Jolie? Like, 50-something? And Harry Styles is like 25. It's her age range. See, 25. It's her price range. <laughs> We're moving on from that comment. Anyway, anyway, I I didn't recognize him when he came in. Are you kidding? No, I didn't. He was I all brushed up. Was. He was all haircut. Harry Styles. Because it was red hair and it was red. It wasn't red, red hair. It was like, it was what red. do you mean? It was red. You look like he had red hair. He has brown. It was brown hair. Maybe I'm just colorblind. 
Anyways, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good entrance, but it was spoiled. So I didn't get to thoroughly enjoy it. Sounds like a you problem. (laughs) That one hurt the soul. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I thought it was fun. Um, I was trying to place Pip. I was like, who is the voice of Pip? Like, I know what that voice is, but now I know it's Patton Oswalt, so it's fun. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you know that Stellan Skarsgård played the, uh, or Alexander Skarsgård? No, who's the, who's like the uh, younger Skarsgård? Isn't it Bill? Bill. No. Bill. It's not Bill. Is it Bill? It's Bill. He played the, uh, deviant guy. The one who oh. had the thing with Athena. We'll see, though. That's we'll fun. see if Thena and, and, and Styles have a thing in the next one. They were playing some 80s jam, but I can't remember what the song was. <laughs> I'm going to have to go was back it? and watch it. The, ooh, you make me live. I think that was the one. I then that was one. Ooh, you make me live. But you know what's funny? It's like a baby I have been, making song. I have been thinking about this. For over a year, because I was like, well, "How am I going to react if Harry Styles is actually not that I'm against it? I don't want to say I'm against it, but I think because of the time when there were so many Stan Harry Styles Stan girls coming at the MCU saying, "Oh my God, Harry Styles is going to be in," and I was like, "Please don't touch the MCU! Like, please don't just come in and bring all these like Harry Styles people." But I'm for it. I thought he did a good job. I think he. I think he's gonna. I. I'm excited to see how they expand his character and how they move forward with him and what they specifically do or how he becomes an asset to the team. He's giving real ego energy for me. Like he has like an actual ego? No, like ego from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He's giving a lot of that kind of energy to me. Russell, no. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell vibes. Yeah. I feel like Eros and Ego are a similar character set. Kind of got anyway. that vibe too. Like an evil, like a anti. I don't feel evil, but more of like, we are free floaters. We kind of go here and go there. I have a little sidekick that comes with me. Um... I also I pretend not to be full of myself, but I kind of am full of myself. He kind of gave sense. me like low key vibes, also. I also don't know much about Eros in general. Like I don't know much. No, about neither the character, do I. So, I, which is exciting. I, I I left feeling more ego than low key, but if you felt low key, then interesting. I wouldn't say low-key. I would say ego is a correct one. I just felt kind of like he was there to help, but he's full of himself. Like, he knows that he's, like, hot shit. Which, when you have an entrance where you're declared, you know, the brother of Thanos and all kinds of other craziness, Why do I feel you like would he... think you're you're hot shit, so... Why do I feel like Harry Styles walks around like that, too? But no, I actually think I he... I doubt it. No, I don't think he does. I've, I've, I've heard he's actually very nice gentleman. Um, but we did have the second the second post credit with like Kit Harrington's character Dane Whitmore. Um, that one was kind of foreshadowed 
Um, we know the characters, the history of the Black Knight, or Dane Dane Whitmore is the Black Knight in the comics. Dane Whitman, yeah. Dane Whitman. Um, so I don't. Do you know? Because okay, I'll preface this. I know who the voice was, but do you know who the voice was at the end? Did you read those interviews? I found out later. Yeah, so I did found I. Out later, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know during the film. I was like, oh, I don't know who. Who did was. you think during the film it was? If you had to guess, I had no idea. If you had to take like a wild guess, you wouldn't be able to tell. Or like you wouldn't. Be I can able to... see how maybe I would have thought Nick Fury, but I definitely did not sound like Samuel Jackson. So I didn't That's know. That's what I, a lot I, of I people thought, thought. Maybe it was like I thought maybe it was like a butler. I, that was the first thing that came to my mind was 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 a butler rather than an actual character we're gonna see. Um, In the but next I could not years. place the voice. Oh, see, I, I could not place the voice. So Katie texted me and said she thought it was Nick Fury as well. A lot of people in the theater actually shouted out like Nick Fury. Only me and this other guy. My first thought was Doctor Strange, since we're about to get the multiverse. So I thought it was Doctor Strange coming in and saying something. But then when I found out who it actually was, I was like, all right. I'm interested to see where this yeah. goes. But at least we finally got him into the MCU. If we wanna, do you want to reveal who the character was? It's Blade. The voice of Mahershala exciting. Ali. But I felt, when I found out that it was Mahershala, I felt like that was a missed opportunity. To have him in? To do, no, to do a face reveal. I felt we should have revealed his face. I think the voice is great, but if we can't associate the voice with a face then it's hard for us to know who this person is. And obviously that was the objective. If the objective was for us to not place who this individual was, they did a great, Chloe Zhao did a great job. But I think this was the perfect moment to do a face reveal of. I'm going to disagree with you. For us to get a, a, a look at Blade. I'm going to disagree because one, I don't think they even have anything ready for him yet. I know that they're that Kevin Feige, I think, recently said, I don't know if this is something I read or what, whatever, but um, pretty sure they're amping up to get ready to film Blade. I don't think they actually have anything. And But we, we also have to realize when they did film this, this was over a year and a half ago, when they had basically first announced the Eternals were starting, where they were going to film the Eternals. So I doubt they had but was anything. that before the casting of blade or was that after? no it was all at the same time because they were all announced at comic-con in 2019 so, but but you still could have had they folks have who had... were working on blade yes could they have could have had, have had initial something. look for blade they could have had something but i'm saying i prefer it this way i get what you're saying yeah. but i'm saying the same way we got revealed to Thanos and the final look of Thanos was definitely different in Endgame to what we saw in um, Oh, that's fair. Shoot, the first Avengers. It, you could still reveal the character face even if, like for instance, if, if like the haircut changes, for instance. Obviously, Blade has a flat top in the movies. If the flat top wasn't as intense for this version and their final look would be a bigger high top we could we could we could assume that you know they changed the character look as they went i don't think it's gonna disrupt anything but i would have preferred to have seen an initial look at blade and you had enough time to create an initial look for what blade might look like 
So I feel a reveal is possible, especially if casting was at the same time. And then you have from them filming the movie to filming that post credit scene. Over, I mean, this could is all the could also be availability. Could be he was Mahershala Ali. What else was he doing? I'm just I'm giving he did the other green book options. and that was it. That was the last that was the last thing he was doing. And even in the green book, the look of the the character in the green book is pretty similar to Blade. He could have still I know. I, I get what you're saying. I think like you're I think you're right. The voice is probably the best way to go about it, but I'm just disappointed because I would have liked to have seen Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying that I wouldn't have wanted to see him, but I think sort. it was kinda of better this way because it leaves a little mystery. Until they revealed who it actually was, but I like that we got like a like a okay. So who is this voice that's gonna eventually help him? I think I think Chloe Zhao messed up by by revealing it too early. I think I think when when fans were watching it and they asked her who the voice was, she should she shouldn't have said anything. Sure, could have just said, "Oh, well, we'll wait to see." Or yeah, wait mystery. and see. We'll find out. It's a mystery. I'm like, sure there's we'll, reasons we'll for her to it. say it, but. Obviously, to hype up Blade coming up, but oh, yeah. I think but I we're think still it two years from that. It's still not coming out to twenty twenty three now. Right. So I think, in agreement in agreement with you, if she didn't say anything, and then I do like, agree though, it is a missed opportunity. We would have got 100%. you know when we saw Blade and we saw that scene pair up, we would have been like, oh, it was Blade. Oh snap! Rather than it's Blade, and we're like, mm, it's just this random voice. But okay, I agree with you. That's cool. I will say with this film, I do like, because you know how in other films we do see other characters from the MCU. We'll have characters come in mm-hmm. in the after credits and whatnot. I think this is the first film that I liked that didn't incorporate other characters because I did kind of expect Doctor Strange to come in at some point, And I think that maybe that's just um, a conditioned effect now that, okay, now we're getting, we have like kind of magical beings or we have this going on or otherworldly things i'm expecting somebody now to come in and kind of recruit or tell them like oh hey this is what's going on but that's just my mind from previous films how we had julia louise dreyfus come in at the end of black widow to recruit um yelena and then we had shang chi where they were with wong and captain marvel and bruce banner i like that in this one it's kind of just focused on all these characters and then the end credits are focused on introducing this new character and introducing this character who was already in the film, but to become the comic book superhero. I get what you're saying, but I think, no, I get what you're saying, but I think you made the mistake in, you were thinking timeline. You were thinking continuing the timeline. I think you, you, I think you forgot that Eternals is before all of it. And so I think for a brief moment, you may have forgot that. And that's why you thought maybe Doctor Strange. But Doctor Strange is nowhere to be seen in this time frame of of where they're working. You know? Yeah. No, that's why I... And see, with most of these films, I'm still like on the timeline of where everything is. Like, Eternals, right, did that take right. place right after the five years? Or where does... Do we know where Eternals takes place? Eternals is... It's definitely after. Five years after the snap. Yes, but do we know exactly where after the snap it is? 
like within those five years like i don't know if they say i think it might be a little bit after but five but basically like five years and five days almost oh so it's even before wandavision then because wandavision is about two weeks after Um, but any final thoughts on anything? We, well, any other thoughts on Eternals? Looking forward to the second one. I I I liked. It was a lot of firsts in Eternals. First sex scene. First same sex kiss. Mature themes. So I liked what Eternals did. I like that I, they. I was, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was very impressed with a lot of the things they did, but I, I wasn't blown away either. So, no, I'm 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 in agreement. I think it was so, like, so this was one of my most hyped films because I was going between this one and Spider Man. I definitely think that the hype was slightly worth it. I wish there. I, I think storyline-wise, there had to be that storyline because it had to tell you exactly what they've been going through, why they're doing what they're doing, how they're doing it, and everything. Um, I like that it was kind. Of, it's been kind of compared to DC on like a level of um, <clears throat> them being the superheroes and like the feel of it. What? Say that louder for the people in the back. It has a DC feel to it, and I. I did like it. I thought I liked how it didn't feel like an MCU film. Oh, bite me. <laughs> hmm. <Anyways>. Interesting. <clears throat> I liked it. I enjoyed it. I can't wait for it to come out on Disney+. Plus. Um, speaking of, Shang-Chi comes out on Disney+, Plus. I think, next week or like this week. I think yeah. it's this weekend. I think, I think it's the Disney 12th. Day it comes out. Yeah. yeah. Which, speaking of, this isn't on the script, but Disney... Disney Plus Day is on Friday, and we're getting a lot of Marvel, Star Wars, and Disney sneak peeks. It's not D23, but Marvel-wise, we'll probably get another sneak peek at Hawkeye. We'll probably get a look at maybe Miss Marvel. A lot of Marvel projects for Disney. And then D23 is in a month. Speaking of, that leads me into... So I know Zach is not, you're not going to hear the end of this until December 17th and a little bit after, but, so the fans really hyped up, and I actually fell for it, and I don't know if you saw this text, so I fell for a fan-made poster of Spider-Man No Way Home. I can't believe you did that, by the way. (laughs) You know what's even worse? I posted it to my Snapchat story. oh i hyped it up i'm thankful only one person saw it and i know but like (laughs) you don't realize this i am so good i'm so good at catching falsified posters and trailers like i call people out for them online Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't do that with this one because it was so realistic to me and then so i it was thank god i read the comments like two seconds later after katie said something after she was like wait are you being serious read the comments and i realized it was fake it was a fan-made poster that went around like months ago maybe beginning of this year with doc ock and the three spider-man like masks and i quickly took it down but we did finally get an official poster 
and it has a little like sneak peek of everything so like you have the green goblin in the back you have doc ock sand which dust whatever electricity for jamie fox um who's still not confirmed but rumored um so fans were hyping it up and you know what I'm going to say Spider-Man fans are very toxic. Because <laughs> they got a poster. And now they're like, where's our trailer? And I'm like, y'all, can you just appreciate what we're being given for like two seconds? And I don't need a second trailer. I really don't. I don't even want... I've, I've muted every single word on Twitter. I've muted everything. Anything I could possibly think of. I just I'm I'm tired of it. Your okay. thoughts. So about the fake poster. Oh yes. Did you look at the name of the account? I didn't. Did you realize that it's a seven and not a check mark? <laughs> that should have been your first clue that it was fake. <laughs> Am I an idiot? <laughs> look at the name. Well, I knew no, I knew it was. I didn't think it was a check mark. I'm not an idiot. Oh wait. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that should have been your first clue that it was it was fake. But like, moving on. So that actually poster. looks realistic, though. No, it does look realistic, but you should just. Everyone's been caught on the seven looking like a check mark. Do you know what's you worse? you see a, a white dot and you assume that this is a verified account. It wasn't even a seven. I thought it was a question mark. And I still believed it. <laughs> I just, I, you know what? I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Anyways. So about the poster and trailer. It makes sense for people to already assume that they're going to get a second trailer after the poster. That's well, what I they, think expect. they assume to expect we got to post off the trailer. The Empire post pictures too. So the Empire pictures supposedly, when Empire right. releases pictures or magazine, usually a trailer is coming. An official trailer will yeah. come along with the poster. Yeah. I think Sony's being smart. They're rumored. Yeah. We've discussed this many times. It's not a thing new, but there's rumors that they're fighting over po- putting Tommy. Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield in this next trailer, which is supposedly they shouldn't. They, shouldn't. they should release it. And I, I know you're. I, I know you don't like me comparing it to Endgame, but I want it to be like that kind of reveal. I just want it as a nice reveal for the fans who have been there since two since O two. Bunnies, what did you what did you think of the poster? I'm gonna have to look at it because I haven't seen it yet. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> hey, it's wonderful. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's a nice poster. It's the be- It's a the better end of the posters than we've gotten for the uh, Marvel movies. And me and Zach, if you know me and Zach, if you've listened to all of our episodes recently, we are huge critics of the Marvel posters. As of this year. They've sucked so They've much. Been vi- they look like a 12-year-old's photoshopping. We, is this the one with the um, Doc Ock arms? Yes, around? when he's on Doc Ock's arms and then you see like the dust. You okay, see Green so you Goblin. can see Ray, see Green Goblin in the back. But you know what? Um, it's not confirmed which Green Goblin. 
The Multiverse Unleashed, Spider-Man No Way Home is exclusively in movie theaters December 7th. You know, at this point... So you see dust, you see lightning, you see a green... Somebody on a board in the back. So you assume it's Green Goblin because it kind of looks like Green Goblin. If I'm being honest... Um... You know what? I think Sony and Marvel. I don't like the suit. I don't like the suit. Don't like the suit. Mm -mm. I don't know why there's gold in it, and it's obviously a a, you know, hearkening back to Iron Man. But it's that's unnecessary. It's it's a Spider Man movie, so can we keep it a Spider Man movie? Thanks. I think Sony and Marvel should spite the fans by not putting toby and andrew in there like i wouldn't be surprised at this point if they just like took them out and you know what i mean i get what you're saying i I but i think it's a losing game because you do that and now you're gonna have fans who are super into wanting to see all of that and you have to appease them at some point it's all about so, at this I, point just seeing the film in almost a month. This poster is pretty basic though. It's basic it, but it's actually good. No, it's 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 okay. I'm not in love with it. But who are we to judge? Right, I can't put that but, together. But it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Could be better though. Could be more exciting. Um but yeah, not much to report on the Spider-Man front, only that we are almost, I think we're about 47 days, maybe 46, away from... At this point, I'm just curious. I'm curious as to what they do. Curious as to how we discussed how Doctor Strange... come. Well, obviously we know how he comes into the film. Curious as to what makes him leave, what makes him depart from Peter, how we incorporate <laughs> all these storylines... Just curiosity at this point. What makes him depart from Peter? Peter fucks up the entire universe. That's what's going to make him depart from Peter. He, he hears the multiverse and he's like, I got to go take care of this. And then Lizzie Olsen pops in. and Lizzie Olsen? Lizzie who, Olsen. who are you right now? <laughs> I would love Olsen. to see Venom pop in too. That's a theory. I need that. That's the theory right now that. is that Tom Hardy is going to be the sixth person in that film. I need that. They don't think I it's Rhino that. anymore, or they don't think it's they don't think it's Mysterio. They don't think it's Vulture or Rhino. They think Venom's coming in. Well, we'll find out what's happening with Vulture with Morbius. Morbius doesn't come out till next year. I know, but I'm saying we'll find out what happens oh. with Vulture with Morbius. Understood. Um. So well, I'm going to jump out of Marvel real quick. Wicked, the musical, finally. Like, Oh my god, what is this about to be? Do you not know? Am I about, about to blow to your mind? Are you about to tell me it's going to be a Wicked movie? It's been a Wicked movie. Like They've been developing it oh for like five god. years. This oh my god. Ridiculous. I hate everything. I'm about to Again, blow... As I, I say this the... once every th- three episodes... Fire everybody in Hollywood. <laughs> Fire them all. My favorite is the exorcism one. 
four billion dollars. What is it? Four billion or trillion to like get Leslie Odom Jr. in on it? Um, oh my God, am I about to blow your mind with who they cast as Alpha Button Glenda? Who are you gonna? Who do they cast? Ariana Grande, Pete Davidson's ex fiance. And, and and Cynthia Erivo. Who's who? Uh, Ariana Grande is Glenda. Made sense. Yeah, and Cynthia Erivo is Alphaba, obviously. Makes sense. And then Katie just texted me the other day asking who I think they're gonna get to play. Uh... Oh my God, what's his name? Fierro. Can you take a guess as to who I want as Fierro? I don't know, but it's probably going to be Zac Efron. No. You don't know who my favorite who Broadway actor is? I want to be Daniel, Darren Chris. No. Darren Chris would be a good shout, honestly. Aaron Tavette. You... I'm basic, I know. So basic. <laughs> so basic. One day more. Aaron Tavette. Oh my God. I love her. No, I'm not surprised by it. You have, you have, what's her name? Camila Caballo in the Cinderella Amazon Prime movie thing. Cynthia Revo was going to kill vocally. Oh, yeah. It would make sense to have Ariana Grande play Glinda because it's similar to her character of Kat from um, Victorious and the fact that Ariana can sing super high as well. I would have preferred to have had a opera singer who has that range. I also would have preferred to have... Then again, I do think... No, I don't. I don't like... I actually don't like Cynthia Revo playing Alphaba because now you're gonna take a person of color and make him green, and um, that that's that's just the same thing as what they did with Princess and the Frog, and so I'm upset about that. That's kind but of what Katie said too. You, if you're looking for somebody who has the vocals, then yeah, she's a great shout. But outside of that, I I, I I'm not for watching an amazing black broadway star painted green and singing songs with a pop singer just not into that as an idea and they should have scrapped this a long time ago this has been in the works for i think like five or six years because i know that they they were a lot of fans were trying to get um, Idina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth to come back and then as of recently they were fan casting Dove Cameron to be um, to be in the role of Glinda and I think it's great casting I'm interested to see who they bring on for other characters I mean that was all I had for it but I was surprised that they were still going forward um, any other thoughts on it? Fire them all. <laughs> Especially Fire Paramount, who decided to revive oh, The Exorcist. Fire them all, bro. I'm so tired of... I'm so... I'm so... So... T- 
tired of costs and riches, making easy choices instead of searching for talent. It, it really bugs me. Katie thinks that you should just go into Hollywood and write for them. I don't want to write for them. I want to go and find these people, find <laughs> these gems, because there is... No, but on site. There is yeah. somebody, there is a kid out there who has worked tirelessly to try and make it in the industry. And I want to find this person and be like, you are super talented and the world needs to know. But and they just bring keep them bringing on, on these people like who are like, they okay, let's revive they... this show. Let's reboot this. Let's make a sequel to this. Like, no, come up with something I could, new. You could ask someone on the street to cost this movie and they would have given you that cost. I would have chosen Ariana Grande. So what are we paying these people for? That's my that's my argument. If I can find somebody on the street who knows just any just a little bit about pop culture, and I'm like, hey, here's an idea. This is the pitch. Who would you cost for these roles? And they would give you pretty much the same cost as what was produced. Why are we hiring casting directors? What is the point? That used to be an art. Okay, sorry, I'm gonna go on a real rant, right? Oh, real no, quick. I know we, I we're running it, but that used to be an art that people would have to go out and find talent and find gems out here, and and be like, hey, I like you. You are special, and I think the world needs to see what you have to offer. And bringing those people on and making movies with those people—that's what we need back. This is why there's an addiction with. You know, talent shows with with American Idol and X Factor and The Voice, and because we're all looking to find that diamond in the rough, we all want to see that amazing talent that nobody thought was important and see them shine. So why are we bringing Ariana Grande in for this project? I'm confused. I'm confused, and and I get why. It's 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 got more to do with the fan base of this individual then it has to do with this individual's actual talent vocally ariana grande is out of this world i don't think her acting is is on par is i don't think it's worth it i really don't i think do i think she could do a decent job as glenda i do from lying you know i really do think she could do a decent job but would she be my first job no She's not my first choice. I just, I, this is why I'm upset because I know there is somebody who has the range, who has the talent, who has the acting chops that should have been cast in this role. And we will never get to see this person. That's the sad part about it. Not that it's the same, but we still have Hercules. We still have all these other roles that can be filled. And were they going to cost Zendaya possibly? Like, so what's the point? What are we? What are we doing? What are we doing? Why are we hiring casting directors if casting directors are going to make the choice a fan could make? What's the point? Same reason that Timothy Chalamet and Tom Holland are like the hot commodities at the moment. Just hire a fan at this point. Which don't get me wrong, hey, I love these you, castings. I love, I love these actors and actresses. But also give newbies a try. Give people who can do the role. If your basic fan can cast the movie, you've made a mistake. Preach. 
If a basic fan could cost the movie, you've made a mistake. I would never have, have honestly, I would never have fan casted Ariana Grande. No. I like her, but I wouldn't have casted her. I would have gone with somebody who's starting out or somebody like a, a newbie to show what their chops are, to show that they can do it, to show that they have the ability to bring together such an iconic character. I'm more interested in Rachel Zeigler with West Side Story than anything. Because although I know that, you know, she's been around on the cusp of Broadway and, and film and just really hasn't had that moment to break through. I'm more interested to see her story because I know she comes from a, a per, not a perspective, but, but a situation where you have somebody who loves this and has tried and worked towards and achieving this. she started out this. in high school theater. She started out on YouTube just making videos that's, and finally... Exactly. That's what I'm more interested in because... That feels yes. That's the American dream in terms of like performance. That's that's it. That's when you Steven went Spielberg out and worked yes. on your craft, and you have a legendary director found you and was like, "I want you." That's what I want to see more. Yeah. I want to. There are so many people like her out there that deserve their time in the sun, and we're just never gonna find them because we're picking up pop stars every left, right, and center to play roles that they probably shouldn't play in the first place. Honestly, speaking of West Side Story, Rachel Ziegler is one of my favorite stories because I even watched her on YouTube. I watched her videos that she would post on Twitter and she would post them on... I would watch her YouTube videos of her just singing like some a fan one day. And I want to say it is the fan base because the fan... A fan did post a video of her going to... She went, She would stand outside Broadway. She would stand outside yeah. the show. She was a, She's a fan. And she would She's sing. She started singing. I want to say it was Les Miserables or it was one of those like one of those shows. And she started singing with the actor and the actor was so impressed with her. And she just she would post videos of her singing like Shallow. She would sing all these other amazing, amazing songs. And then finally, producers and all these casting directors noticed her. And then finally, Steven Spielberg was like, OK, I want you in my movie. I want this girl, not somebody, not like, not to say popular, but not some already established actress and brought her in. Facts. And I agree with you. I think that, and I'm excited to see her. And she's already been cast in Shazam. She's in Fury of the Gods. So she must be, she must be doing great. It it just takes that one person. I would rather see that. Yeah. Um, and then I have, so not that it's like huge, but Guardians of the Galaxy 3 has officially started filming. They all posted, the cast posted pictures and James Gunn posted a picture of the cast. Um, I mean, it is a big deal because it's been a couple years in the making. They were supposed to start filming, I want to say like like two years ago, um, and then the whole thing with them firing James Gunn came about, and then they rehired him back two years ago. And then with COVID, everything got pushed back. They were technically not even supposed to start filming until early 2022. But I guess... Mm-hmm. And they did have to rework the script from what I've seen. Um, they had to rework the script earlier this year. But apparently what James Gunn said is 
everything that he's wanted is in the script. And I, I do trust yeah. him as a director. I think that he's going to um, finalize this trilogy and really bring it to a close, whether that means killing off characters or savoring some for the future of the MCU. Um, but I'm excited. It's not coming out, I think, until 2023. They said maybe late 2023 or mid. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think... It's going to be a great finale. I think that what... And this, they're going to be in... Um, I think some of the cast is in Thor Love and Thunder. So, interested to see where that goes. How the characters are established there. And then, I think it's just going to be a nice journey to see how they close out this film. We watched the first one together. That one came out... God, we were going to Regal. That one came out... What, 2014? Mm-hmm. 2013, something like that. 2013, 2014. Yeah, we, me, you, Cassidy, and Summer all saw it together. That's crazy. And now the third it's one's about going to come out in a couple years. Um, mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that? Nah. I'm happy that they brought him back. I think it's going to be... I feel we discussed this. We have. I'm just saying I think it's fantastic that he's closing out the trilogy. I felt like it would have been a different tone to it if James Gunn wasn't attached. But he's he developed it. He grew it. He nurtured. Nur- nourished. Nurtured. Nurtured. Well, nourished. Whatever. Nurtured. He basically brought this film up to what it is, and I love mm-hmm. him as a storyteller. I think The Suicide Squad was great. Um, mm-hmm. Interested to see what... Obviously, he's going to go on and do many other things, but um, I'm excited. I feel like he's not going to hold back. I feel like he's going to kill off characters, and I'm excited to see what he does with I, each of them. I just hope that we don't experience the I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna coin this phrase, the trilogy trail off where you make you get to that third film and you just kind of don't try anymore. And the third film is never as successful as maybe the sequel is or the the first movie is. But do you it's think that's like, what this eh, is gonna be like? We're just gonna end. No, I'm just I just hope that it doesn't we don't see that we don't see the dark knight rises kind of idea we don't see shrek the third for instance i a lot of people don't think that's a really good movie and so like i just hope we don't get that trilogy trail off where you get to the third movie and director's kind of like i'm tired man i just i don't care anymore and just kind of give up on the project i don't know i don't I feel hope that, that with he that, stays with, with it this. and he, he finishes you never know. It's true. You never know. Any final thoughts? Anything we've talked about tonight? Nope. Me neither. I'm going to go ahead and close this, this last round. <laughs> I'm, I'm truly baffled. Truly. You know what? And it sounds just like a song. I'm never going to a second I guess. want your very Never gonna and it's the most thing. Thank you. 
fun debate uh i'm so glad you guys could be here with us we look forward to doing this every week um please continue to follow us on our social medias on instagram and twitter and on patreon if you have the time and money to spare we appreciate you guys and just gonna close out with Hashtag, hashtag get TWSS to D23. We're really looking forward to seeing what DG3 has to offer. But thank you all. Um, and this was another episode of TWSS with Nicole, Zach, and Nicole. <laughs> Why would you do that, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> See you guys next time. <laughs>